Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. You're listening to Puma Podcast. This is a tale of two online influencers. One is a closeted gay bachelor in corporate communications, and the other is a conservative CrossFit coach looking for love. I could say that I'm someone in my industry, and I can't do this in my legit or my real Twitter account or IG or Facebook account. I can't do this. Seems like you were targeting a certain group. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-oh. Because and during that time, I was single. You were single. Okay. I was out and looking then, for a potential partner. They each have tens of thousands of followers on Twitter. Both have made names for themselves. Muscle posts, gym gains, pecs and nips. In other words, hubadero. But in the last election cycle, they were also part of hashtag Beckys for Lenny. They mix seductive thirst traps with posts that signaled their political identity. Hello, I'm Jonathan Ong, disinformation researcher and professor at the University of Massachusetts Amherst and Harvard University. And I'm Kat Ventura, Puma Podcast. You're listening to Catch Me If You Can, where we take a deep dive into the world of online trolls and talk to personalities involved in influence operations on social media. In this episode, you will hear conversations we had with popular gay influencers in the Pinoy Becky sphere. One is an alter with nude and X-rated content. This is a person behind the alter account, one underscore Kalbo. Now, Daddy One underscore X. Another maintains two accounts as a fitness influencer and another with racier, juicier posts and videos. This is online influencer Christian Garcia. And you can follow him on XTN underscore Odinson29. Okay, so Jonathan, we're finally doing the Sexy Alters episode. Alam kong tinitis mo to since season one. So tell us more about this. What's exciting you? Yeah, um, so I think we are going to take a little bit of a pause from hardcore politics discussions. And mm-hmm. I think myself, um, speaking for myself first, I'm just very curious about the world of alters or alts, right? Um who are they? Where do they come from? What is their main job? You know, how do they balance doing like these sexy, racy posts and also maintain, you know, personal relationships? How do they mm. grow their accounts? Um, do they meet their fans? I have so many questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I hope. Um, when you approached me with this episode, when you started giving me the names of the people we'll be interviewing, nagulat din ako eh. Parang I felt so oblivious. Na I've always been on Twitter, just following mga news and media outfits, but never have I thought that these alter accounts 
na these sexy and nude photos, they're just there at arm's reach, basically. Yeah, so uh, Twitter especially has become an amateur porn paradise. So I think mostly for gay men who have alter accounts, many maintain, you know, their professional accounts and have a separate alter account. Meron silang OnlyFans or meron silang Telegram channels for which to cash in with their, you know, porn content. So we'll get to hear all about it. So let's start with Daddy Juan. Hello, I'm Daddy Juan. I'm your outer from Twitter. He started the account one underscore Calbo in 2017, and it had over 170,000 followers on Twitter. But that account got suspended. And by the time we release this episode, he has a new account called Daddy Juan underscore X with more than 8,000 followers. I started this altar to view adult content. And then when I started uh, tweeting na half-naked photos, if I may say, dumadami yung followers. Um, I think meron talaga siyang market. Meron talaga siyang nakukuhang special attention among the LGBT community. And then, I think it's also a form of validation because at that time, I was so down and I'm at the time na I need validation. I need special attention, probably, uh, badly put. So every time I'm getting validation from people I don't know and getting comments, getting likes, there was a time that one half-naked photo will get Roughly around 100,000 likes. So nakakadagdag siya ng confidence, if I may say. And then, it's addicting. I remember parang one of the reasons why I decided to reach out to Daddy One is he was reposting some of my disinformation research. He was mm. also reposting other researchers, other journalists, other academics who post about the economy, who post about politics. So I was just really curious um, <laughs> how he was mixing in, uh, 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 both the academic and also the um, thirst trap photos with his hairy chest. So, yeah. doon ako na-curious. Na- <laughs> or, sino ba to? Para nag-retweet palagi ng mga research namin. So, I think the role of Daddy One as an alter is not just to show half-naked photos, but also to help people understand what's going on in a national level. These policies of the government, these issues that we have, how should we react and help them understand, basically. As a teacher, I love giving bullets. I love giving quick highlights because for me, that's the best way to help people understand a very complex situation. I'm curious now about your educational background. What did you study in college? I finished business and in my postgraduate, I did international trade uh, and financial management. I also did some certifications on corporate management and corporate communications. Like the past authors that we've interviewed, we don't know their names, not beyond their Twitter username. And they off the camera natin sa. So of course, we do give them that guarantee of anonymity. If you've noticed, we do add filters to these voices to sort of add a layer of protection for them. 
But FYI, Daddy One's voice is really sexy. It's really low like that. May seductive factor talaga si Daddy One. Pero may isa pa tayo mga kausap in this podcast and you're gonna hear excerpts of our conversations. And this time, it's with Christian Garcia. I'm Christian Garcia and I'm currently I'm a, a CrossFit coach. Pero I am a registered nurse and I also work for roughly 10 years as a clinical instructor sa College of Nursing here in, in one of the universities dito sa Pampanga. So, Christian naman, I follow him on Instagram. He does mga workout tips that are very accessible and easy to do and also very motivational. So, comparing the two, one account is anonymous. That account is much more filthy and, and X-rated, right? So, talagang um, very slutty siya, but also very political. So, it's actually very slutty and very political at the same time. The other account that we're talking about is a real person. You get to see him. You get to see him as a fitness instructor, but also with his boyfriend. And so, it's much more personal. Is it a persona? I'm just celebrating my body because I'm not fit before. So it's just, uh, it's like uh, an artist finishing a masterpiece and kailangan ma-display. That's how I see it. And um, being a coach, siyempre, I have to market my my body. Pero hinahaluan ko ng medyo bastos ng konti. Hindi siya. I don't post super, ano, super naked. Mostly mga underwear. Mm-hmm. Pero I stop na nung nagka-boyfriend na ako. <laughs> Kasi nakuha ko na yung gusto ko. Simple na yun. Yeah. So, Siguro, beyond the obvious na si Chris may mukha dun sa kanyang photos at si Daddy Juan wala, I guess ang makikita rin nating difference dito sa pagiging sexy alter ni Daddy Juan at pagiging pagiging queer influencer ni Chris ay yung motivations nila as you've been saying because with Daddy Juan he is not out he's not out in public mm-hmm. he is a closeted gay man and so that was enough motivation for himself to sort of release his and express his sexuality on Twitter while also being true to himself being the kind of erudite that he is I could say that I'm someone in my industry and I can't do this in my legit or my real Twitter account or IG or Facebook account. I can't do this. There was even a time when I posted in Facebook a photo of myself half naked wearing trunks in Boracay. And my boss called me out for that. She told me that it's very improper. It's very improper to do that since I'm dealing with government. I'm dealing with business partners of the company that time. So I was asked not to do it, probably because it impacts my work, my professional engagement with business partners and government agencies. So basically, I have no avenue to express my other self. So there go the altar, a headless account where I can tweet, I can show my other self. There was a time that I showed my almost, almost my my privates. In an instant, it can get up to 1,000 likes in one hour. Uh, I think that's how Twitter works. Eh? The more you reveal your body parts, the more traction, the more attention, the more likes, the more comments. Uh, yeah, so I'm using 
the popularity of Daddy One, someone who could get a thousand likes in one hour to share the message of Lenny Dobredo during the time of the election, to show what are the facts versus what are the lies during the election. So yeah, one of the highlights probably of Daddy One during the election time is uh, I will post some sexy photos or half-naked photos, but the caption would be politics-related because certainly the photos will get attention. It will attract alters and Twitter accounts, but they will see the message basically on fighting fake news, reading about a candidate, probably reading about the agenda or the platform of the candidates I'm supporting during the election. Yun. Pero where do you think this whole idea ng sexy alter, medyo soft porn, saan siya nagsimula at kailan siya nagsimula dito sa Twitter? So what is Philippines gay Twitter like? Unlike other platforms with stricter rules around nudity and X-rated content, Twitter has become an amateur porn paradise for gay men to experiment with their alter, i.e. alter ego, personas who are more sexually liberated and expressive of their innermost desires. So, alter accounts in Philippines gay Twitter might still act more discreetly than gay Twitter in the U.S., Many horny Filipino gay men still hide their faces and adopt pseudonyms to post sexual content, flirt with other alters, and you know, deep dive into their specific sexual subcultures and genres, including intergenerational sex, interracial sex. So some alters offer also paid subscription services on other amateur porn sites such as OnlyFans and Just for Fans. So they're able to cash in on their popularity on Twitter by directing some of their followers for these on these other amateur porn sites. Let's listen to Chris. So, ganun pala, yun yung iniisip mo kapag nag, parang gusto ko mag-post tungkol sa politics, pero gusto yes. kong makarating. Sa target audience ko. Okay. Which is yung the target... pick me gays. Mm, okay. Bakit yung pick me gays? Bakit sila yung audience? Uh, uh, sila what do you call mga... them? Pick me gays? Yung mga pick me gays, sila yung mga, kahit anong i-post mo, they will comment good stuff. Sila yung kahit kailangan ka nang ma-call out. Pero sila, they will still defend you. Parang ganun. Para lang mapansin mo sila. Dahil, ano, um, <laughs> na- mahilig sila sa boobies, sa titties, yes. mga ganyan. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, so kahit anong sabihin mo, they're, they're gonna mm-hmm. comment and support uh-huh. you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Pero they, so, ano so parang sila, thirsty, nice thirsty gay? Is it, is it the same um, as a thirsty gay or no? Yeah. Siguro parang same na rin. Same na rin. Na you can never do wrong sa kanda. Okay. So your gay fans, uh, kumbaga. My uh, gay friends. Gay friends. <laughs> okay. So kung ganun naman pala, supportan ka nila any, whichever way you go, bakit sila yung target mo nitong mga political posts? Um, sila kasi yung magpapaboost ng post. Kasi kapag nag-comment sila, umaakit yung post mo. So, not based on anything quantitative, but uh, my own research on the topic. And I'd also like to shout out my colleague, Samuel Kabuwag in Hong Kong, who did this research with me on horny altars in the Philippines. 
Um, one of the things that came out of that study, and we're going to link to that um, in our show notes, is that in the pandemic moment, dumami daw itong mga alters, Kat. So many who were sexually frustrated and locked down at home during COVID um, and themselves very frustrated with the government and their, you know, inept pandemic response, dumami itong alter uh, uh, porn accounts and napoliticize itong mga alter porn accounts na ito, mm. where they mix their homemade sex video productions, they mix that with political commentary. Oh, wow. Uh, okay, I can't imagine that right now. How does that look like? <laughs> How do you mix so, soft porn with politics? Yeah. So, I remember we were looking at the hashtag Aus Duterte now. So, this was in 2020. Hashtag Aus Duterte now trended on Twitter dahil many people were very angry with a very militarized approach to the pandemic. Mm-mm. So, uh, we were monitoring who were the kinds of uh, people participating in Aus Duterte now. And na discovered namin itong group of accounts na nagpo-post the Aus Duterte now. Pero mga alter sila. So, sinasamahan nila yung Aus Duterte now na hashtag with other hashtags na very sexual. So, hina, um, together with hashtag Tite na sumabog, which... <laughs> means ejaculating penis for our non-Filipino listeners. And we know there's quite a few of you. Um, hashtag jacol or masturbate. Hashtag alter ph. And then my hashtag aus Duterte. So it's a form of political signaling within their specific subculture mm. community. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Remember that the government was also very much perpetuating harassment of communist sympathizers during this time and insinuating also that the key government critics are communists. So this is the practice that we call red tagging. Mm -hmm. So... You know, maintaining a pseudo account, maintaining alter accounts are important here to also protect these people's identities. Here's Daddy One again. So here comes Twitter, a very safe space for me and for the rest of other alters who are there to express their political sides. Mas madaling mag-express kasi walang retaliation. Hulaan nyo na lang kung sino yung hubad na lalaking yan, di ba? Hulaan nyo kung sino si Daddy One. So, anong impression mo among Pinoy's and how we consume the news? Do you think that yeah, we're very educated about political issues? Parang you have a tendency to 
retweet, you know, um, basic everyday news articles. And I wonder whether you see that as a service to the alter community na para to interrupt naman their timeline na in between mga hubad posts, they also know what people are discussing on Inquirer, on Rappler, etc. Uh, good point yun, Jonathan. No? Kasi the pandemic plus the election really changed the landscape of news and information campaign in the Philippines. Well, number one, uh, the biggest network We're not granted the franchise. So basically, nawala ng access to information ang napakaraming Filipino. And then, here comes the pandemic na nalimit tayo sa ating mga bahay for the first probably 18 months na umaasa lang tayo sa limited information ng mga natitirang news organization. Plus, biglang dumami yung mga, I don't know if I could say na hindi naman sila legit news organization or sila yung mga channels in YouTube or in Facebook or in Twitter na they share information. However, sila kasi walang background sa journalism. So I'm not sure if they know how to relay information correctly. I have trust with journalists and not with fake news peddlers. I think doon nabigyan ng avenue to grow itong mga fake news collaborators at itong mga nagsishare ng mga fake news sa social media because nawala yung mga legit. So, na-confuse yung mga tao kanina ba dapat makikinig. Apart from that, in my opinion, nabago yung landscape in getting news because we used to, prior to pandemic, we used to listen or watch a one-hour telecast of today's news. Pero dahil nawala na nga yung Channel 2, limited na yung mga news organizations, nabago din the way they gather information. So parang people are now just depending on kung ano ang mabasa sa Facebook, sa Twitter, sa Instagram, and sa TikTok. And the thing is, hindi naman nga lahat ay totoo. So dun pumapasok yung alter ni Daddy One to, in his own way, to reach out to his 170,000 plus followers na himayin yung information or yung balita that day. Kaya kung minsan meron siyang mga political views na kailangang himayin in such a way that the followers would be able to digest it and understand what it really meant for that day. Ayun. So medyo lumalabas yung pagiging teacher ng person behind that one kapag mayroon siyang mga issues na gustong i-clarify sa Twitter. So back in 2019, Kat, in our study of the 2019 elections, we observed how non-X-rated but still very sexy shirtless men on Instagram were activated to post official campaign materials for, can you guess which old male senator? Wait, oh my God, old male? Ah, yeah, very I don't, old. I don't wanna, very old. I don't want to guess. It's hard to tell which campaigner. So as we have discussed, diba, a politician mm-hmm. will enlist like various campaigners um, to mobilize their teams. 
So this is also an example, diba, that not all digital campaigns are smart. Not all digital campaigns are effective. <laughs> I mean, that was so funny that it's ridiculous. It's like how, yeah, how does that even make sense diba, to, <laughs> to attract this niche voter demographic in that particular way? Like it was so obvious that it was paid. There was nothing that seemed organic about it. Um, <laughs> So in this particular case with Daddy One or with Christian, um, there's no evidence that they were paid. In fact, they said that they were not paid. They were doing it out of their own goodwill. Mm. Yeah, definitely. It was out of their own goodwill how Daddy One would sort of, he calls it educate people. And see si Chris, naman, he had his own motivations for it. Whenever he sees his nephews, he would always think about their future. And he would always want the best for them. And he is not one to take sides. But this time, he did. So, ito, you posted a picture yeah. of you uh, wearing pink. Tapos nasa grocery ka sa yeah. shop. Why? So, naka yeah. all out pink ako kanina. Doing groceries. Sir, ang ganda ng baller mo, sabi ng cashier. Uh-huh. Sabi ko, syempre, Lenny tayo. And then, nag-usap kayo about yeah. your uh-huh. own um, vote. Diba? So, yeah. yeah. Uh, tell us... Yeah, parang about itong classing posts na ganito. Uh, I think close to ano na yan eh, close to election date na yan eh. Anong date kasi yan? May 4. Oo, malapit na. So talagang nag-all out na kami ng mga students ko noon. Um, kinakabahan akong pumunta sa grocery noon. You didn't worry na by being so explicit about being pro-Lenny, you would alienate potential clients? Uh, no. No naman. Kasi... Um, we're still trying to protect the business. Kaya nung nauso yung let's boycott mga BBM places, let's support uh, kakamping businesses, parang ganyan, hindi pa rin kami sumali dun sa mga ganun eh. Because being under the brand of CrossFit, kasi yung brand namin is CrossFit, meron kaming mga values pa rin uh, we should still be inclusive of everybody. So... There's this critique, diba, of performative activism on social media that, you know, the idea of when you change your profile picture to represent a political position or that you're supporting a particular cause, that it's supposed to demonstrate a real commitment to that cause or to that political identity. But are you really affecting any substantial change or is this, you know, just for show? So there's many related concepts to this, the idea of clicktivism or slacktivism. Um, I'm sure these are terms that are quite familiar to many of our listeners. Right, but for the people who don't know what clicktivism is, it's the practice of supporting a political or social cause via the internet by means such as social media or online petitions, typically characterized as involving little effort or commitment. And the same can be said of slacktivism. Slacktivism is also the practice of supporting a political cause online and is characterized as involving very little effort or commitment. Let's listen to Chris. Anonymity <laughs> on social media can only get you so far. Lalo na sa politics, during the campaign period, it's always face-to-face conversation pa rin. will get people to switch. Yeah. Yeah, which is the point of having, for me, me and my friend were just talking about this yesterday, about social media. Na, sabi ko sa kanya, at the end of the day, all we want is attention. That's why we have social media, di ba? 
Yeah, but sure. you know, it's coming in a place of good faith. Diba? Na parang, what exactly are you doing if you post something on Facebook, um, post something on Twitter, or participate in a hashtag? Are you just riding on a particular trend, cashing in on a viral moment, hoping that you connect with other people on social media? Nagpaparami ka lang ba ng followers? So, ikaw, Kat, um, do you make that distinction? Na parang do you, does it rub you the wrong way if you see mm-hmm. a celebrity or an influencer suddenly, you know, um, posting with a particular bracelet or nagsusuot sila ng particular color, you know, to express a political identity, but you don't think they're really doing anything substantial? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good question, Jonathan. I do think about that. I feel like before we started doing this series, before we started doing Catch Me If You Can, I was one of those people who would see the celebrities suddenly turning woke and getting turned off by that. Kasi parang, ano ba yan? Nakikiklout ka lang? Bakit ngayon ka pa speak up? Dahil mainit yung topic? Gusto mo lang ba makitrending? But ngayon, listening to the people we've been talking to, I feel like any effort is appreciated ganuman ka limited yung effort na yun because it does start with something like that. It does start with something small. Pero pagbibigyan ko na, kasi may mga issues talaga na dapat talagang pag-usapan at ayoko rin naman silang ishame kung konti lang yung alam nila on it. Basta naman, hopefully, magbasa-basa sila after that. Yeah, that's a good one, Kat. So I think for me, our interviews with Super Negatrona a few episodes mm. ago and also with um, Daddy One um, in this episode, I think one of the findings that we're having like in our podcast is um, real activism and real change can come from the most unlikely of places and persons, mm-hmm. including altars, right? Here's Daddy One again. Yeah, I think it's time to redefine or to change the way na nakikita natin ang mga alter. Kasi before, alters are perceived as adult content creators. But I think uh, there are plenty of other alters segment in Twitter or even in Facebook or even in Instagram or in TikTok. These are the people who cannot share their identities because probably it's uh, career-threatening, but they still want to share their other sides, to share probably political views, if they are probably, if they want to be activists in some other form. Sabi ko nga, at some point, uh, Jose Rizal was an alter in the 1800s kasi gumamit din naman siya ng pen name, di ba? He was the masalang and laon-laan. Pero ako, I'm using Daddy One ngayon. Sabi ko nga, I'm a teacher, I'm a part-time teacher, I'm a part-time educator, but I'm a full-time corporate slave. So, um, for me, Kat, uh, remember how I got into this kind of research was never really about politics as well. To begin with, my approach was to understand workers online. So, and that involved the paid troll workers to understand them first as workers how do they get paid where do they come from economic incentives how are they rewarded for good performance and so I am also adopting that same lens of being sympathetic to you know online workers um, including sex workers online but 
a lot of my interest in this space has been to think about, you know, what platforms should be and could be doing better to make sex work much safer as well, much more personally rewarding for the people who are actually doing the content. How could they have their own sense of safety and protection as workers in a way that's really empowering for them? Um, the dynamics of how do sex workers monetize their content? How do they create real engagement, but maybe also fake followers and fake engagement for them to gain, you know, extra cash, right? So I think though it's important to see the the digital ecosystem as a whole and parang yung very porous boundaries from one sector to another parang they can all bleed to each other so to me that's um, important for me to study yes and those are good points to raise especially when we enter the world of sexy alters and sexy mm-hmm. online influencers and the reason that we do bring this up is also because for some of the people in this podcast who will who after listening to us or while listening to us started looking up mm-hmm. alters, alter pinays, alter pinoys on Twitter. Bakalang magulat kayo eh. Parang they're not all like Daddy Juan. What I'm trying to say is, sexy alters are adult content creators, but not all sexy alters are just adult content creators. We'll continue to break these stereotypes as we go along on this podcast. Again, I'm Jonathan Ong. And I'm Kat Ventura, Mua Podcast. This episode was edited by Joe Salcedo. Follow Catch Me If You Can on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you have suggestions or comments for the show, we'd love to hear them. Maybe you'd also want to be a guest in the show and share your story. Follow me on Twitter at Jonathan underscore C underscore Ong. Maraming salamat po. Have you ever Googled your own name? Prepare for a shock because your personal info, including addresses and phone numbers, is all out there. It's all harvested by data brokers and sold legally. Aura is a personal digital security service that scans the internet for your sensitive information and provides a full suite of privacy-enhancing tools. For a limited time, Aura is offering listeners a 14-day free trial at Aura.com safety. That's A-U-R-A dot safety to learn more and activate the 14-day trial period.